everyone. Welcome back to 5-Minute Fan. I'm Ash Kavanaugh. Okay, so we have a lot to cover today, a ton of updates. Mostly, it's kind of like a follow-up to last week's episode, but then we have a little bit of MLB thrown in at the end. As you've all probably seen, Carolina moved all undergrad classes remote after the first two weeks after there was like an absurd amount of COVID clusters on campus. Lucky for me, grad students get to stay, so we're still committed to playing fall sports as of now, and athletes are allowed to remain on campus and in training. So the NCAA granted all fall athletes an extra year of eligibility, regardless of if they play their season or this year at all. So all athletes playing football, soccer, volleyball, and cross country have a fifth and in some cases a sixth year of eligibility, depending on if they've redshirted at all. While this is great that they're taking steps to give the athletes opportunities to play, there could be some serious financial implications of this. When this happened in the spring, individual schools had the option to keep their athletes or not, as well as to offer them scholarships or not. Schools tried their best to make it work, but some could not afford to offer athletes their scholarships. Other schools raised the money, but it's probably not possible to do that again. Scholarships are expensive, especially with football in the mix. At the highest level, which is FBS, universities can give out up to 85 football scholarships. These are all full rides. Football is what we call a headcount sport, so they cannot receive partial scholarships. Teams usually give out all of these and then have about 30 walk-on players. So if the 20 or so seniors on scholarship come back, roster sizes could be up to 140 athletes with over 100 on scholarship. That is a lot of money at a time where universities are already in a dangerous spot financially. The scholarship cost to fund every senior an extra year could be between two and $4 million. In the spring, some major schools did not fund the returning of their athletes. It'll be interesting to see what decisions are made moving forward. So the Big Ten has been really dramatic this week. Um, we have a lot to cover about them specifically. The University of Nebraska has been speaking out pretty openly against the Big Ten since the decision was made to not play football. In a new article with Nebraska's athletic director, Bill Moose, it was brought up that university presidents were not in the same Zoom meetings as athletic directors. ADs were also not in the same Zoom meetings as medical personnel either. The Big Ten commissioner was in the president's meetings, and he was supposed to be the voice of the athletic directors instead. Kevin Warren, who's the commissioner of the Big Ten, started his role in January right before COVID hit. Warren was an NFL executive and does not really have college athletics experience. The Big Ten has a bunch of longtime ADs with a wealth of knowledge that feel like they were completely left out of this huge decision. Moose knows that all of the ADs in the Big Ten wanted to play football and wishes that they were involved in the meetings and could have at least heard Warren advocate for them. On Friday, about 25 parents of Big Ten athletes went to protest at the Big Ten headquarters in Rosemont, Illinois. It was organized by an Ohio State football parent and was also attended by parents of Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin. The goal of the protest was to demand more information about what went into the league's decision to postpone the fall season. Many were pissed because the protest was not given any coverage on the Big Ten network. Parents of Ohio State's players plan to protest at their stadium, The Shoe, on Saturday. The University of Iowa Athletic Department made the decision to cut four of their sports teams this weekend. They will no longer sponsor men's and women's swimming, men's gymnastics, and men's tennis after this year. The teams will still be able to compete this year, depending on coronavirus, but will be discontinued at the end of the 2020-2021 year. 
All scholarships will be honored through graduation for the athletes affected, as well as the coaches' contracts. In other news, the MLB changes to the schedule from coronavirus have definitely lessened in the last few weeks, but they have not gone away. On Thursday, two members of the Mets tested positive, a player and a staff member, while they were in Miami. They had to postpone their game that night, and the rest of the team flew home immediately to be tested, and then were tested again Friday morning. No one else in the traveling party tested positive. Regardless, the Subway Series against the Yankees had also been postponed. The total number of postponed games is up to 36. The Yankees have been affected twice, even though they have yet to have any people on their team or staff test positive for a case. The Washington Capitals fired their head coach, Todd Reardon, after getting eliminated from the playoffs early again this year. Reardon became head coach after the Caps won the Stanley Cup in 2018. He was the coach for two seasons and could not lead their really talented team to their full potential. I can't believe his passing was in 2020 just because this has felt like the longest year ever. But yesterday, everyone in the sports world honored a legend on what would have been Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday. Kobe was a force in the sports world, a champion for women athletes, and an all-around icon. We named our dog after him. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please continue to subscribe, share with friends. Also, please follow on Twitter. I maybe have like 17 people following it and on Instagram. And I will talk to you next week. Oh, 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 oh,